Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SQL Podcast Episode 24. Now, if you have been listening to us for the last 23 episodes, I thank you so much. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, firstly, um, my name is Andrew Meok and I am joined today with Pierre de Sosa. He's going to be checking in in a little bit. And I want to say, I do apologize for the people who have been listening to us for quite some time now. We've been getting message after message after message of guys saying, dude, where have you been? And I want to um, hear more of what you got to say. So what ended up happening was, I'll give you a really good breakdown about that just to give you a bit of perspective. But if you are tuning in today, we are going to be talking about, are you afraid of falling for the wrong woman? So we're going to be going into that in depth. I will be really dissecting that about making sure that you find the right woman because if you find a really bad woman, it is going to set you back um, mentally, physically and emotionally and that is, and of course financially. But the biggest one that I don't want you to go through and you might be thinking, oh, it has to be the financial. No, money can always come back but you know what's really, really hard to get back? The emotional stability. And let's go deep for a second. The suicide um, rate of men after they've gone through a divorce is significantly high. And I don't want you to be that guy who essentially finds a bad investment, a bad woman. I want you to make sure that you've found an absolutely beautiful woman at the start. You know how to please her um, sexually and you can have really great communication. So that's what it's going to be about. So yeah, another thing I want to say, we've got a lot of guys going, oh, we were going to do 100 episodes in a row. Life actually got a little bit in the way, so we do apologize, guys, but we are definitely going to be back on the bad um, bandwagon um, in regards to doing a lot of um, podcasts for you. And please, if you are listening to this, send me a message, send myself a message or send Pierre a message, and we will be more than happy to shoot an episode for you because we really want to give you the um, content that you love to listen to, and that's going to help your life in regards to sexuality and masculinity. So, where have we been? Well, I'll speak for myself and then Pierre can jump in in a second. So, for the last about month and a half, I have been sitting in the Indian caves. I've been sitting in the Indian caves. I did that for about, so I went there to do some deep inquisitive work and learn a lot about myself, self-love, um, self-introspection and get a good perspective of myself, life and learn a ton about sexuality in the meantime as well, which was really cool. And I'm going to be um, passing on a lot of those messages throughout all the episodes that we do um, just, um, have discussions about that, but I will go in depth about that another time, about um, more um, pertinent lessons about like self-love in regard to the, in regards to the bedroom, about accepting your sexual partner, how to accept your sexuality and things like that. But when I went to India, I went to five days, um, basically five days, I was living in a cave. Now, when I'm saying living in a cave, I was in a cave with a guide there was um, there was scorpions, there was bats, there was snakes. Uh, no, it wasn't the season for bears, but we were lying on the cave, um, lying on the cave, going to sleep. And really, what I learned a lot from this experience was letting go and how to let go of um, fear, how to let go of like emotions that don't serve me. And it was really important as well. When we tie this back to sexuality, a lot of guys have trouble because they're stuck in the, um, their head. And if you're a guy right now listening to this and you're currently stuck in your head in regards to sex, that's what I want to share with you in another episode about how to let go in the bedroom and how to really surrender yourself to the woman and how she how she can let go and start surrendering herself to you. So then what will happen is you will both have an amazing experience because life truly happens when we come from a place of love and we're not stuck in fear and then when we can really let go to each other and the situation. So I was in India and I did that for five nights. So I was with this guide for about seven days. We did a lot of hiking, jumping on the back of the bike, um, did a lot of like ritualistic stuff, which was really fun. And if you're not into that, it's like a lot of yoga and meditation stuff as well. Then for about... Um, 
Then I went to a yoga retreat, but I had a guy um, teach me yoga for one-on-one. Oh, by the way, if you can hear the background, I'm actually currently back in Thailand and it is pouring down rain outside and I think there's going to be thunderstorms. So what happened was I, I went back to another person in India and I went for a yoga retreat. And it was one-on-one with this guy for like 10 days and it was fucking intense. 10 days or 12 days with this guy and what it was like literally it was insane because he put me through a massive detox of my body and when you have a balanced body um balanced body and balanced mind about when you have balanced body and understand that then you can have a balanced mind and when you're flexible in the body then you can be flexible in the mind and that's the same i'm always encouraging my clients who come through X- sql do yoga do some form of like and pierre's always talking about do some form of dancing like coordination and balancing your body and then that flexibility and that's what i'm saying the way you the way you, what was I going to say, the way you, um, yeah, the way you dance is the way you fuck, the way you fight is the way you fuck and it's like kind of like allowing yourself to be fluid and flowing and that's what I really learned with yoga. So this guy, I got personal intuition from him and it was a tough, tough 10 days in my life, 10, 10, 12 days. He taught me some really basics and some flows of yoga so then I can really open up my body. And as I said, if you are watching, if you are listening to this and you think it's all like hippie bullshit, I really recommend you go out there and you actually try a yoga class or a few, I'm telling you. Number one, there's going to be, if you're a single guy listening to this, there is some phenomenally hot women there who are more aware about their um, sexuality, who are more aware. No, I should say they're more, I'm, I don't want to make that broad statement actually. They're more aware about themselves. They're more into more holistic um, living. They're more into healthy living. And if you're looking for a healthy chick who, yes, is flex- flexible and wants to look after herself, definitely go check out yoga and tying it back into what we're talking about today in the are you afraid of falling for the wrong woman yes this is going to not a hundred percent um certain nothing's a hundred percent certain but if you're going to find a woman when you go to yoga studios the chances of her actually being more aware about her lifestyle in regards to what she's eating her her choices why she does certain things definitely there's going to be a higher probability of meeting a woman at a yoga studio opposed to meeting her at the nightclub but just throwing that out there and then so yeah did yoga and then after that i did 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 some deep um spiritual work and psychological work on myself about really moving away from fear moving more into love while implementing a lot of practices and doing a lot of cleansing like colon cleansing and just cleansing my body so then i feel more centered in who i am and feel more um grounded so if that all sounded like a lot of jargon just basically like i went to india to become a better version of who I am to get more clarity about who I am and get some in-depth understandings about life from really um, ascended masters and people who are very switched on and then also I got some insane new um, techniques and understandings about sexuality um, through the process and yeah it's definitely changed my life so if you do see here a change of tone in regards to myself on this um, the podcast I'm excited for the feedback that you got and as I said I'm excited to be getting back into this and really giving you guys and women, because we do get a lot of women listen to this as well, sending us some um, messages about what you would like to hear. So, and then also in that meantime, I'll get Pierre to come over in a second. He was in Cambodia and he can give you a bit of a wrap about what he's been up to and what he's been doing. But Pierre's also doing a lot of content on um, Facebook on masculinity and we do have some masculinity courses coming out very shortly which is really really cool and i know it sounds like very broad at the moment but we will be going into depth about like uh, purpose direction things like this and that so yeah pierre you want to come over and fill everyone in with where you've been and what you've been up to yeah absolutely so um yeah as andrew said i've been in uh, cambodia for for a month, it was a bit of an adventure. It was a pretty interesting country because we, ha- we have been here in Thailand for... Um, how long were we in Thailand for? About two months before we, we went, you went to India and I went to Cambodia. Um, when we first came to Thailand, I was like, this, this is cool, you know, seeing a little bit of the third world because I've never been to a third world country before. Um, obviously, internet is going in and out <laughs> and... Uh, 
you know, things not working as he's used to him and it's hard to, it's difficult or tricky to communicate in English with people here in Thailand. Uh, but for the most part, it works fine as long as you want to buy something. But if it's something that's not in the best interest of the other person, suddenly they don't speak English anymore. <laughs> but then after this, I go to Cambodia. And now they don't even speak English, even if you want to give them money. <laughs> There's no English happening. But what was really interesting is that I realized that Thailand is pretty much a first world country. I've just been spoiled as fuck. <laughs> Because I, I've, I've spent... I've spent significant amount of time only really in in three places it's been in sweden right which is a rich super clean you know highly developed country then i've been in america but i was in, in new york which is not like the cleanest city per se but it's obviously a very rich city and then i've been in melbourne which you know has won like some fucking award for the most livable city in the world like five six years in a row some shit like that they actually didn't win last year i think it was vienna in switzerland but other than that it's melbourne right so i i haven't just spent time in the developed world i've been in like the the, the top of the developed world so i come to thailand i'm like this is a third world country but it's kind of got a little bit of a charm to it then i go to cambodia and i realize that thailand is pretty much a first world country in comparison Because it's so fucked. You walk on the street. So to begin with, they don't really have places where you just walk. Like everything is a road. But everything is pretty much like a dirt road. Right? So when you're walking, like you, you can't really walk around. Because your your eyes are going to get fucked up by all the dust that's coming in your face. You can't walk anywhere. Right? So um, the idea, that idea goes out the window immediately, because I was looking forward to do a little bit of walking, you know, because I haven't done cardio in a while before I got to Cambodia, so I wanted to really, you know, do a lot of walking and shit. Um, so, it's tuk-tuk, but the thing with tuk-tuks over here, or, or over over there, is that they're not like in, Cam like in Thailand, because, they're, like, they're just complete savages, right? So, if you say you want to go somewhere, And that is like going against the traffic. They don't care. If it's four lanes going one direction, they don't give a fuck. They'll go in the middle of the fucking thing in the opposite direction. And they don't care. The only thing they do is they just honk a little bit extra. So that people, it's not like move. It's just like, just so you know, I'm going here as well in the opposite direction. You can pass police. You can pass cops and everything. They don't care. Not one bit, right? So they just go. Um, and in, in, internet is just useless. Like, The best like hotels that, that I could find, try to use their internet, just just not working, right? So so that that's one is why why I haven't been able to use internet. And Andrew, he was obviously in the cave, so that was, you know, it's not a lot of snakes carrying some Wi-Fi on them. So we were both fucked, right? Um, and then I decided to go and do a little bit of martial arts. And what was cool about the martial arts, they have their own version of of Thai boxing or Muay Thai over in Cambodia, and in Thailand they use headbutts. So that was interesting. In yeah, so we were practicing headbutts for a month, which was <laughs> interesting to say the least. Um, and um, yeah, aside from that, I um, uh, yeah, it, it was literally not much to do. Um, it was cool. I liked Cambodia at first because there, there were like a more savage version of the Thai people. But pretty quickly, I got, I got tired of it. And now I'm finally back in what I call civilization, which is <laughs> Thailand. <laughs> So that was what I did for a month. Yeah, same with India. Talking about the roads, man. They, there's cows on the roads. There's goats. You're on the back of a motorbike and you're going head first into in, into like 10, sometimes 30 cows, and you have to like swerve around them because the tiles are the cows have more entitlement than let's just say entitlement. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> let's not finish that. But let's. Do you want to start this off just for this, and then I know you're going to get rolling soon, but. Do you want to talk about what's your two cents? I know you've got a lot to say on this. Like, are you afraid of falling for the wrong woman? Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll. So, well, I'll do it like this. So, I am I'm very active in a couple of Facebook groups that are for for dads, right? I'm, I'm not a dad, but I find them very interesting. And what what's so common in these groups is that these these men just en end up starting the, the wrong woman right so the relationship is good in the beginning they're obviously providing a lot um supporting they, they have kids and a couple of years later the passion or the you know the spark sort of dies down a little bit 
And not too long after, they find out that their wife has been cheating on them, like the mother of their children has been cheating on them. And they get divorced, and usually she will take half their assets because there's no evidence of her cheating. But he, like, maybe she's told him verbally, but not over text. So she, so he has no proof. So she just divorces him, and because there, if there's proof that she cheated, she's not gonna get away with taking half his money. But if she just cheated and but there's no proof, and he just says so, and she just denies it in court, she's gonna get half of his fucking assets anyway. Um, and, and that's something that at least among our our, our clients that are a little bit more well off, they have usually done some research on this. So it's that, that this is a common thing, right? So guys are so fucking terrified of falling for the wrong woman. And to be honest, I completely understand why they are. Like, they're, 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 they're <laughs> it just makes fucking sense, right? And, but at the end of the day, I think... A lot of guys, as a result of being afraid of falling for the right woman, what they do is they they sort of embrace these MGTOW or red pill or like the hardcore PUA philosophies of like never settle down, never be in monogamy, just build your harem and live like that for the rest of your life. Um, at the end of the day, that's not going to be fulfilling, right? Not to say that you should look for a relationship to be fulfilled either. I don't believe that either. But having a really, really deep and meaningful connection with a woman is we're really biologically programmed to enjoy that. And it gives our life a lot more meaning. And that's also it's, it's I don't know how, like how many studies they've done on the counterpart, but it's more or less proven that it's it's healthier for the children. Right. So for any guy out there who wants to actually be a father one day, raise their own children, leave a legacy in form, form of a family, you're going to want to be in monogamy at some stage. You don't want to break up. You don't want your kids to grow up with, with parents split up, living in two different locations. That's not what you want, right? So at the end of the day, you, you're, you're going to want to have a relationship of some sort. So you can't walk around being afraid of falling for the wrong woman, but the solution is not to be naive. The solution is to learn to understand women, right? Um, and obviously a huge component to all of this is learning to be, get really, really, really good in the bedroom. And I can promise you that the risk of her cheating or leaving you is just gonna, like, like it's just going to drop. I, I don't know. I'm just going to pull a number out of my ass, but like maybe 80%, right? Just in instantly drop, right? Maybe it's 40%, maybe it's 90%, who knows? But it's going to drop significantly, right? But what I believe is equally important to learning how to master what to do inside the bedroom is to just understand female nature because there are so many red flags that you can be aware of like for instance if you're dating a woman who's a dark triad which is machiavellianism narcissism or psychopathy that i can tell you it's the wrong woman but, but, you know, that that's not really a deal break. If you're dating someone who's super low empathy, all about themselves, and they are completely happy with fucking other people over, if they don't end up cheating on you because maybe you're fucking them really good and got so much value that there's not, nothing in their selfish interest to leave you, then they're still not going to be a good mother because that's really fucking important too, whether she leaves you or not, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're building a family, then the kids is the number one priority. Um... So, so you have to learn how to watch for the dark triad traits. And in women, they're actually very different from the... Tra the traits themselves, in a way, are similar, but they are still manifested differently. So for women, it's more... It's more, not only, but it's more common with covert narcissism. Whereas for men, it's more of that overt narcissism, right? So, so you, you basically have three types of narcissism. And then in, in psychopathy, there are so many different uh, ways that, that, that that can manifest as well. And then you obviously have Machiavellianism, which is extremely difficult to, to see through at first. And once you get sort of like wrapped up in that sort of super high level of manipulation that Machiavellian, Machiavellian people put, it's like a spell. You just sort of become blind to it and you won't believe your friends and family when they're telling you what is happening so that, that's it's very important to learn how to see that and then it's just general things like is she high in compassion is she nurturing is she all of this like you want to find out these things 
to begin with. And if you find out this stuff, you like if you just learn how to sort of read people, right? Then you can see your warning flags beforehand. And if you can see warning flags beforehand, you don't need to be afraid of falling for the wrong person. You can be vulnerable and you can open up and you can feel safe doing it. That's what I'm like. And I know that's a massive topic as well. For And I know Pierre could go into that for hours and days and days and days on end. But really, really good points. And I'm learning stuff as well. It's always good hanging out with Pierre because we come from so different perspectives. But as you've heard in other podcasts, I think we've said as well, we've I've come from Australia. He's come from Sweden. And we cross paths and goes, oh, yo, bro, you, f- you fucking pretty much came to a lot of very, very, very similar over the same conclusions. And you're some weird Aussie and you're some weird Swedish dude. So yeah, it kind of worked out well that we crossed paths and the way that we talk about things is completely different. But we go, dude, that is female nature. That's actually the same. Like we've like talked about ex-relationships, like like he talked about girls, obviously he was dating Swedish women. I was dating Australian women mainly. Of course, there's some multi- multiculture in there, but then we go, fuck, that's what happened to me. Oh, that's what happened to me. And that's the same shit. But I go, really, but different it goes this what we're talking about a lot it goes across it goes across cultures and goes down to actually it's like a woman is a woman and what i want to tap tap into right now is tap into um touch on what pierre said and um if you got to go you got to go that's cool but yeah, if you I'll, want to I'll, say i'll stick around and just listen and if there's anything to if there's anything for me to add i'll just jump in but yeah, yeah because i remember really basic but guys forget this Look at a woman's actions. Like, fuck. It's so important because guys, like, I'm trying, like, look look at how she responds. I know that Pierre talks a lot about as well with the femininity, like, um, the sprag, you're, like, expecting her to be on time. I like this point where it talks about, like, maybe you can add on this, like, expecting her to be on time, expecting her to do this, and she's super feminine. But at the same time, like, look at her actions and how she actually treats you. Um in those actions opposed to going i'm going to wait for like she said she's going to do this and just she just keeps letting me down again and again and again there's 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 that line and that's where you have like those boundaries and you can have a chat with her like hey this is what's important to me so you're like setting this at the start because just because she sucks your dick like a champ on day one or she rides you like a cowgirl from the fucking tech good old texas it does not matter it actually because you get you get hooked on a a release a chemical release that's actually fucking up your brain to going yes i found the provider i found that a beautiful nurturing woman for my children it's like no you found a chick who fucks you really well which is cool but i want to be real with you i want you to find a chick who has really great sex but i'm we're talking this episode more about finding a woman who has who is nurturing who is caring who is loving who is open, who is loyal, who sticks to her word and who can apologize and make up for what she's done wrong. You want to find someone who's an equal to you in the respect of someone who's at your level. Because I know I've definitely done this before. I've definitely gone into relationships and obviously not going to say names, but I've gone into relationships of going like, I'm going in there to go play Captain Save-A-Ho. Like trying to save a girl, save a woman like from where she's at in life. And I did this unconsciously because I was like, I really want to help her. But you're not helping yourself. I want to help you guys and go look after number one and make sure that you're finding a woman who actually nurtures you, who cares for you. Actually, it was a good point I made the other day about my one of my Indian mentors. Like, you want to find a woman who's like can be your mother, your best friend, your lover, your companion, someone to cry on their shoulder. It's like you're finding a best friend first, opposed to going, I'm finding a wild hoe who sucks dick um, like she's in the Olympics. You want something more than that as much as that's important as pierre has that on his checklist as like number one priority but (laughs) i'll I'll let him take it from there because i can tell he's got some cool shit to say yeah (laughs) well well, yeah aside from uh, from uh, opening with hey do you have a gag reflex there are other things you want to look for in a woman so here's the number one thing that Almost every guy miss because as men, we tend to put women on a pedestal. 
right? And here's actually the funniest thing about the whole feminist movement. If women understood just how much we idolize women, they would never complain. Like, the... the the, as soon as a dude starts liking a chick, she just gets instant angel status. Well, that, that, that's just the way that it is, right? Which, it has its pros and it has its cons, right? The con of all of this, however, is that we get blind. And here, here is something that... So, with women, it's the opposite to the stock market in one way. Right. In many ways, similar because they can be very volatile and hard to predict. But here's the di the difference in terms of predictability. Yes, women are irrational, and they can seem unpredictable. But actually, I have never met a woman where I can't predict at least ninety percent of her actions. After I've known a woman for at least a month, I know pretty much every th single thing that she's gonna say or that she's gonna do. How is, how, how is that possible? Is it because I'm a mind reader? Partly, yes. But <laughs> um, it's mostly because the only predictor of future behavior is past behavior. If you want to know if a woman is a good woman, you'll look at her past. It, it's like people can change and people can evolve. But the thing is, your, your behavior under stress when it's highly emotional situations, that's when your real true nature comes out, right? So if you look, if you find out who has she been before in previous relationships, what is she like with her friends? When she's pissed off at her friend, how does she act? Does she try to backstab her friend? Does she talk shit about her? Does she suddenly become illoyal and self-centered? Does she get vengeful? Is that a word? When you feel vengeance, vengeful, whatever the fuck. English is not my first language, so fuck off. And But how does she act, right? Why would she be different with you? Just because you think she's this precious little angel and all this shit doesn't mean she's actually going to treat you different. If she's a good person to her sister, even when she's pissed off at her sister. If she's a good person with an acquaintance, even when she's angry with her. Here's the thing. When she gets in trouble with her boss, maybe she will still be good because it's a power dynamic. But what if it's her little sister? What if it's her dog? What if it's her fucking, um, like, just friend, just some, someone where there's, there's no, the other person can't put in sanctions. What is she like? How does she treat her dad? Yeah. I, I always love to see a woman in her relationship with her Jesus dad. Christ, yeah. That's it, 100%. How does she treat her dad? That's G or grandma, her like old people and kids, uh, pets. Like the only predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And if you don't have a history with her yet, look at the people she does have a history with. What do they say about her? And look at the ones who are going to be honest. Like when people get pissed off at your girlfriend or the girl you're dating, you're considering making a girlfriend. When they get angry with her, what do they say to her then? Right? Because that's when they're going to be honest about what they actually think about her. Or they're like, you're a shit person. Or do they go, listen, I understand. I know you don't mean to actually hurt me. But right now, I'm, I'm feeling really hurt. Right? Like, you can tell. And the way that she speaks about other... Because we will usually project our own biases onto other people. So when she gets angry with someone, does she assume that this is a malignant person? Or does she assume that, you know what... I think he or she just didn't think, think things through. I'm going to give them a second chance, right? I think there's a quote. I can't find it exactly, but I'm paraphrasing here. It's like, don't judge someone in their times of peace. Judge them in their times of like um, insanity and chaos. And then you can see the true measure of a man, a true measure of a woman. And in with what Pierre said as well, um, and then like that is so so genius of like really really sitting and seeing and taking time don't just jump straight in and go I, I love you and that's it and if you're still a guy who's not saying i love you to a woman um where it's telling you say it but um we'll talk about another episode about when exactly the same when is the best way to do it and because sometimes do it some guys do it just prematurely like they just like say it because it's like i want this woman to hold on to me so yeah that's not good at all but 
when you're seeing a woman how she interacts with her dad this is a big one it's not just like does she like does she have a really good relationship with the dad that's awesome she might have a really good relationship then she might have a good relationship with you but then the thing is she might really 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 hate her dad but then also she might like you know what fuck my dad but the thing is i want to flip this and i want to be really good to men there's also that as well and i've seen that as well that's rarer usually if a woman doesn't have a really great relationship with her dad she'll actually take it on you now because it is a sexuality um podcast we will talk about something a little bit um um a little bit um taboo as we always do with the like got some guys send me messages about like chicks like ask me to call me daddy and stuff like that some guys like that's fucking weird and things but sometimes you will get chicks who go can they have this fetish or they have this like they want to um to you to call you daddy just because potentially they had a fucking amazing childhood growing up with their dad or they didn't they had a mis um, misused childhood and they never had a father around so that's sometimes that or if it's usually if a woman's really really healthy what it's rare that they will do that they still might do that but the chances are it's more if they haven't had someone or they've got someone in life it's a bit of a side tangent but it is a sexuality podcast we do get asked a lot of questions about like um fetishes taboos and different things in the bedroom so definitely that is um more on the kinky side and if you guys are more interested in stuff like that we can definitely go in depth about that but i want to stay to the great train of thought that um pierre has um kick-started for today um with us so going back to that thing definitely 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 100 percent agree with pierre about looking at how she does that and the ex-boyfriends as well if you if you can just see yeah my last ex-boyfriend was a fucking dick and the other one was a dick and the other one was a dick as well and then go why was he oh that ex-boyfriend cheated on me that ex-boyfriend cheated on me that ex-boyfriend cheated on me history does why are these boyfriends cheating on her really start to contemplate don't just like take it at face value that's what i'm saying try and get to know a woman a little bit more before you fucking put your cock inside of her. i know it sounds counterintuitive maybe instead of just taking her home on a first date actually get to know her as a human being and get to know what she's like understand her values what her life choices are her goals for the future understanding um her ex-partners a lot of people go you can't talk about um exes on first dates like fuck it i always talk about um exes like how was your past relationships why did it end oh yeah um, that's interesting come from when you're asking questions come from a curiosity um state of mind opposed to i'm coming here to judge you and she'll really feel that and go oh fuck i can let go and then then you can start like letting it flow from there because she's gonna see when you're genuinely interested in her it allows her to let go and start connecting with you a fuck ton more and if you're a guy who's over all this one night stands and all over all this stuff and looking for a woman take that time i'm not saying just sit there and be friendly but take your fucking time i'm giving you the i'm giving you the goal go on at least three to five dates without even trying to fuck her and you're like oh but i might get no you're not going to get put in the friend zone. you can always drop a flirty joke you can tap her on the leg you can get close to her you can the eye contact there's so many different things and pierre's the master at that and i can leave that to him but that's just my little two cents but it's like this woman's going to be the mother of your children this woman is going to be the woman who can spend the oh you let's say the rest of your life just hypothetically Let's really fucking take the time. You don't have to fuck her in the first three to five dates or the first month even. It doesn't really matter. It's like, be best friends with her and then, you know what, the sex is going to happen and the thing is, the more that you've in, you, you've enriched your relationship and connection with this person and you've really built that tension up, the sex, that is magical that is where the fucking true magic happens that's when guys ask me like how can i get in and out i'm like i don't really care yeah pierre myself and pierre definitely can teach you that stuff but the big thing that we really love is like how can we formulate uh, formulate such a deep strong connection where women are like you're the best i've ever had inside and outside the bedroom and they're never going to forget you and when you're with them the women are like going i want you to be the father of my children and then you're like, I want you to be the mother of my children. I've actually said that to one woman. It didn't work out. I wanted her to be the mother of my child. The reason I said that, this woman was feminine, nurturing, caring, loving, accepting, uh, 
stood up for what she believed in she challenged me in the correct way like the correct way was like she's just like genuinely curious making sure i'm making the right decisions she was there for me and she was open about who i was and all these things and she was just like always genuinely curious about who i was and had my best interests at heart if you can do this as a man for a woman and look at them with such love and care like you want the best for them she will not want to leave you and the thing is oh quick i've got to control this i've come from a place of control and can i speak for you on this definitely pierre has as well and when we've come from more of a place like i want to connect with you i want to know you that it's just like you're just like you're not killing them with kindness you're caressing them with kindness and then they're going to show that so go first and show love and care and see how they reciprocate with that as well. Because what you're going to do, you're going to attract really healthy women who are put together. Because if you're coming at a woman with love and care and kindness and they're like getting repelled and getting like, oh fuck, I don't know what to do with this. Then you can start to see that she might like, I've never had this before and she might be really into you or she might be really uncomfortable. And the thing is you can talk about that and you always set the precedent what we're going to do from day one is always, I have two rules, always like, let's be completely transparent about where we're at. And number two, we never go to bed at nighttime when you got your partner arguing. We always have like that. You know, you sometimes feel that tension if you go to bed at night with a partner, you always go to bed like feeling that like that ease in your body. So then you can wake up in the morning, it's a fresh day and you get a fresh start. 100%, I was actually about to, to, to bring that up as well. For guys who want a real relationship, for guys who eventually, or now, or maybe even have, but for, for guys who, who want a family, right? If you want to be a fucking father one day, like a real dad, it's very, very important to attract the right type of woman, obviously. And like we, we, we talked about briefly, what learning what red flags are, both in terms of dark triad traits, right? That's extremely important because they're very, very difficult to see if you don't have a trained eye, right? But then you also have things like issue a good woman, right? So you, but, but what you have to do is you have to sit down and really figure out what is my dream woman? And you begin with the deal breakers. You don't begin with like, here's my ideal. Like, well, you begin with deal breakers. Like what are things she must not have, not be, not do? right um and then you have things what she she must be doing and be having and be saying and all this kind of stuff right and then you, so that's like the must haves and must not haves right and then you have things like i would like her to have this i would like her not to have this right um so for me personally like i want someone so me i am I usually come across as an extremely disagreeable person because I'm, I'm very non-polite. I'm extremely blunt, just like Andrew. But, and, and just like Andrew as well, I'm very, 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 very high in compassion. So whenever I've been dating a girl where I feel like she's not super high in compassion, I just get so turned off. I don't even see her as a woman anymore, right? And this is not a thing like I'm doing it from some, some sort of a idealistic place. Like I think it's good with a woman with high compassion because that would make her a great mother. It's like... I will not be able to look at her anymore if I sense that maybe maybe we walk past a homeless person and she just gets a little bit oh, like a little bit like like she doesn't like it like a little bit repelled and I'm like dude if you don't feel strong compassion for people less fortunate you're out of my fucking life I'll just turn right I'll be like bye I'll never see you again uh, and just ghost like I don't tolerate that shit right um so, so those are like deal breakers. You got to begin with those. And then you have things that you like and things you don't like. And it's just, you have it in like tears in how important things are pretty much. And then you look at this and you go, okay, how can I deserve this in my life? Who do I have to be to deserve a person like this, right? So you, for most guys, we do. We, it's probably pretty common to want someone who's high in compassion. For me, it's super important. For you, maybe it's just important. Um, maybe some guys really like an intelligent woman. I personally don't. I, I don't value intelligence really. That's not something that that's important to me. It's different from person to person. For me, it's more uh, nurturing, compassionate, loving kids, loving. And if if a chick doesn't like animals. I'm like, something is fucking wrong with you, right? 
So, <laughs> you know, for, for me, I'm just like that super stereotypical picture of a woman, like a nurse or a kindergarten teacher, that's woman to me. And then add on top of that that she's doing fucking yoga and she's she dancing salsa or fucking whatever. And um, yeah, that's and then you know we have like things like looks wise that I care about obviously. But but that's what like my ideal woman, right? If if a, a chick is making half a million dollars a year, it's not a negative. But I don't even put it really in the plus department. It's neutral to me. I don't care what she's making. I make enough money. I don't care, right? For me, it's just those feminine traits. So then you look at all of this, and then you go, okay, what type of man would a woman like this be super attracted to, right? Probably someone who, okay, now I'm going to give you a little bit of hippie bullshit, but someone who is high consciousness, right? Someone who cares about contributing to the world. I wrote a massive post on my Facebook about this today, about being being her hero, being the man that she can bring home, and she can be proud of to introduce to her father if her father looks at you and goes like oh that's the kind of man that i wanted to be when i was a kid if her mom goes oh that's the kind of man i wished that your father would have been right the the kind of man that her sister would go oh that's the kind of man that i wish like the dude that would be the protagonist in a big movie right like john snow is the archetype He's bold, he's assertive, he's a risk taker, but super high in compassion, he's a protector, you know, so like that kind of a dude, right? Most likely, because if, if you have healthy values, you will probably like the kind of woman who wants a man like that. And then you aspire to be that, and then you just present yourself as that guy, not present, but like you being that guy, and then you just present yourself to people, and you will naturally attract more people like that. So a woman who is a lot more unhealthy, she will usually be repelled by that kind of behavior because they, they, uh, an unhealthy woman will often categorize that, oh, you're being a pussy or something like that, right? Still, if you're making a lot of money and all that kind of shit, you're going to have to watch out for the dark triads, right? It's a huge thing that I teach in the masculinity courses. I put them together 10 different levels of masculinity coursing, courses. So you can let, let me know if you're interested in, about, in that. We can talk about it. But basically, you need to know, like, the more successful you get, the better you have to be at reading people, both men and women. Everyone's a fucking gold digger these days, right? You can have fake friends. You can have fake girls. You can have fake people. You have to learn how to see through that. And the best way really to begin by learning to see through that is number one, learning really, really high level of reading micro expressions in people. And number two, developing high level empathy and compassion because that's how we actually feel into people, right? Which is also one of the biggest things that Andrew teaches at the SQL retreat about how to really connect with a woman and actually give a woman orgasms by just connecting. The connection comes from empathy, from compassion, or even dominance. It all comes from that place. Yeah, that ended up being a rant, but yeah. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I want to add this in here as well. Add it in, add it in. How to know she wants kids straight away? Like, and I'm going to give you... The reason, like, you can tell if a woman wants kids by this thing. I just want to jump straight into this. Like, number one, it's she's always talking about kids. Pretty obvious. Number two, she's going to baby showers. She's always talking about her friend's kids. I've written this one down. She is, like, really into animals. If a woman's really into animals, you should see the signs of her actually wanting kids as well. And a side note, it's, is she playing the game Sims? Have a look at that. Oh. I didn't realize this one, but I had this woman I was seeing once like, is there any more that you've got about if you can tell if a woman wants kids? That was what I came... When this woman was playing Sims, like she's building houses. Mm. She's like getting these kids to like, um, like building a family and kids and she's doing this and like getting the kids to go shopping. Like, holy shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And this was a woman. This wasn't a kid. So I was like, okay, she's, she's living it out for herself. Mm. But... That's that note, but I want to make this clear, and I think it ties in big time with falling for the wrong woman. You might get a woman, one, who's coming to you going, I just want your cash. And Pierre, as I said, will talk a lot about that in the masculinity thing. I always say just really in short, you don't need to tell a woman how much you make. 
And then if you want to take on like because you've got the money, like but fuck, I've got the money. I'm making half a mil a year. I'm making ten mil a year. I want to take it to nice places. Just take her to these places, but make sure that she's like coming across as deserving, and then she's really like going thank you, and she's genuinely accepting, and she's genuinely appreciative. I meant to say she's genuinely appreciative when you do this, and if you do buy her a present, and it's really lavish. You can sometimes say, hey, I've got a really good um, business, went really well this month, just wanted to do this as a little treat and see her response. And if you're having trouble with seeing how a woman responds, if it is actually genuine or is she only in for the Gucci handbag or the fucking necklace. But at the same time, it's not what you buy a woman. It's You could buy a woman something that's worth 10 cents or fucking $10 Australian. And when you do that, it's not the present you buy her, it's the emotional charge behind the present that you buy her is far more significant and when you can do that you'll start seeing her response going fuck i love this dude i bought a chick a care bear i've given a chick like a like a 10 cent um like little ring like shit like this it it doesn't it doesn't really matter it's more the gesture of the emotional impact behind it sometimes even a fucking photo like 10 cent photo you give her that and write a nice little message on that things like this seeing how she responds and what you're doing you're evoking the emotion because if you just go get her a handbag just because she hasn't really earned that either and she won't feel and she'll feel like oh fuck i feel like i owe this guy something now she might start acting up in weird ways and then it's like kind of like putting the relationship in disbalance turning off the aircon it's getting a little bit chilly and i want to make this significantly clear i can we can wrap it up soon on this as well is guys don't take into consideration i want your opinion for sure on this that if a woman's just coming like hell for you hell um hell and heavy water whatever i'm fucking that up but when they basically come on stronger i want a kid you have to understand this and most guys don't realize this she's gonna fuck you and suck you till the cows come home and it's gonna be the best sex you've ever had but the thing is if she's like really adamant about coming having kids there's nothing wrong with that but you have to read a book the female brain when a woman has kids her brain significantly changes when she has children significantly her number one focus biologically I need to have kids, reproduce, 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 reproduce. That's the number one thing. I talked to a woman about this once. She goes, it was like a fucking pimple in my head that was so big that I couldn't pop until I had kids. Then I finally had the kid and I could relax. I could finally relax. And then from all that, like 90% of her focus she was saying was on having the kid and she couldn't think about anything else because of like her biological clock. That was her reality at the time and that was her... That was her um, predominant thoughts. I don't want you to be seen as a sperm donor for a woman, essentially, and realizing and understanding that she's there's nothing wrong with it. She's significantly going to change. And how many guys have said, man, she's changed so much after she had a kid. And I'm like, of course she did, because her objective in life was different. And this is just biology, and this is the hard truth, that you have to come to a realization that you are always going to be two in the relationship and her child is going to be number one. And it's that that's how it works because she's there to look after that kid, to nurture, to care. But at the same time, it's like sh- that kid's always going to be before you. At that first, you were like number one or maybe her family was number one, then you're number two. But you're the number one intimate partner in her life and the number one thing that she's looking out for. But now it's like it's her child, which makes sense. But I'm just like making it really clear don't be disillusioned by the fact like, oh, she just wants kids. She's also having sex all the time. Then all of a sudden you have set, you have the kid and then you're like, man, she's changed so much. She's even changed her goals, what she wants in life. We're not having sex as much. We're not having like uh, the chats that we used to have. And a lot of guys like going, oh, I fell for the wrong woman. I go, no, you fell for a woman whose primary focus was to have a child quickly and just kept talking about that instead of going, okay, cool you want to have a kid then what like asking question what do you want to do after you have a kid like where do you want to bring it up like what like uh, that's why it's so clear to have understanding about her goals and stuff for the future do people change of course but getting really clear and being giving yourself the alleviation and giving yourself the awareness knowing yes her brain will significantly change when she does have a child so don't make the mistake and go oh well she just changed out of nowhere no she didn't 
it made sense why she changed and i'd love to get your take on that because so many guys fucked that up yeah a hundred percent um i don't know i don't think i have too much to add really i just agree a hundred percent i've seen it in a lot of female friends and women that have been dating sort of like fuck by the kind of situations before they have kids they it's pretty much like every man they interact with they, they, they won't admit this of course but most men that they interact with they will size him up right in terms of sexual value and then they have kids and then they stop and they just completely focus on their kid is it, they they just the kid is is the number one priority and uh, yeah and here's the thing some guys feel a little bit of resentment towards this especially guys who, who do have like the father because okay for guys out there you may not know this when you end up having kids oh sorry i'm just yelling too loud because we have neighbors yeah anyway so when you end up having kids right you will become a third wheel in the family you got to understand this right don't feel resentment towards this don't get angry none of that you have to understand it's just biology the mother will be the child's number one priority and the child will be the mother's number one priority a lot of guys feel very left out after they have kids right and you got to you, you you got to be okay with this so that it's just something to to know in advance because it actually causes a lot of resentment and a lot of stress and anxiety among men so before you do end up having kids that's just something to keep in mind um but back to the female brain issue yeah couldn't agree more um just women are just gonna be completely focused on the kids after they have kids before that every man is a potential sperm donor <laughs> And uh, yeah, obviously they, it's it's more than that. I want to make sure that you're gonna stick around, gonna provide, and be a good father. All this, if if you're triggering the long-term mating strategy, then there is short-term as well. We're going to that on the masculinity courses, but that's essentially my thoughts on the matter. Let's jump into the sex. Just wrap it up with the sex. Be good in bed. The thing is, a lot of guys going, ah, oh, falling for the wrong woman. It's like, but really. Most women are so unsatisfied in the bedroom. So unsatisfied. It's like, cool, the first six months of the relationship, you're fucking like crazy, six months to a year maybe. And then after that, you forget to stop seducing your woman. You forget to stop ha- start having the sex that you used to have at the start of the relationship. The sex should be getting better more and more that you have this with this person. The more sex that you have with this person, you get to know their body, you get to understand what they like, you get to understand how they like it and why they like it, getting to the depth of that and you get to build a stronger sexual connection with them and the intimacy grows and intimacy doesn't necessarily mean sex. Intimacy could be just sitting on the couch enjoying popcorn and enjoying a nice kiss. Sometimes like, which fucking woman does not like cuddles? I tell you that much. If you're in an intimate relationship with a woman and she says she doesn't like cuddles, it's very, very rare. Usually like... Sometimes just a woman will feel really whole sitting on the couch and having a nice snuggle. But if you feel like it's getting stale in the relationship, you have to be the man to open your mouth, start talking about what you like to do, let's explore new things. And if you're like, man, I'm with a woman who she's not really... um, She's not really um open to exploring and things like that. If she said that, she'll probably scold me. I want to say this. For the men who are listening to this who are single, you're fucking lucky. Open your mouth. Start um when you're being start being honest, transparent about who you are, what you like. Day one doesn't mean you have to get on the day and go. Yep, I want to, um, I want to finger you like this. No, I'm just like saying you can start being cool of like going, start talking about sex like it's normal. You start talking about topics, whatever you make normal in your mind, a woman's going to make normal. She's going to start going. Okay, that's normal. And if she doesn't gel with that, that's also cool. But the guys who are stuck in this predicament. You go, hey babe, I want to have a chat with you more about like um, exploring our sexuality because I love you, I care about you and I really want to explore some new things just to really spice it up and really um, try some new things in the bedroom. It's been a while since we've really explored. Some guys have like said like fuck, like three months, six months, they haven't had sex with their partner. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. 
like three to six months. Sex is the glue that's keeping the relationship together. That's binding you. Of course, you got the like the love for each other, the 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 values that you share. Maybe you might have kids, things like this. But at the same time, you've got to start seeing it as like taking the time for the sex with her, and you're you're thinking, oh, I'm gonna fall for this wrong woman. It's like you can never. You can never fall for the wrong woman if you've done everything that we've talked about today and you're consciously and, and conscientiously taking that time to really um, develop this muscle that to build, to actually connect with her, to understand her, to open your mouth, to really articulate what you would like to try and understand what she wants to do. Because I've heard this before and it's a sad state of affairs that some guys will like literally just go jerk off in the bathroom and go to bed. Or they'll just go for a drive and they go, honey, I'm just going to get some milk and they'll go jerk off in the car just because like, they're so unsatisfied with their partner. I don't want you to be um, sexually unsatisfied. Or let's flip this all up on its head right now. You're a dude and you're like, fuck it. Um, sex isn't really that important in the relationship and I've heard a lot of guys say that before so they just go into a relationship because they go yeah she'll be a good mother but I go she'll be a good mother of the children and you're thinking that but then all of a sudden you you don't really get along with her too well and you the sex life is absolutely horrific and it's like you're just two friends chilling out at home like basically watching Netflix and you're actually chilling so it's definitely it's definitely a sad state of affairs when basically if you're not having sex in a relationship you're just basically best friends and i want you to like build this relationship on a really strong sexual foundation is sex everything in the relationship no but it is the glue that will definitely cause like a lot of like connection between the both of you which i highly recommend you start on a strong foundation and when you do end up having sex with that person for the first time, as I said, wait five, three, five um, dates or even a month. It doesn't even matter. Whatever that may be. Take your time to explore that person and just really savor. One of the lines that I've um, had uh, an epiphany about recently, it's like a woman can feel when you actually taste her. I'm going to say that again really slow. <laughs> A woman can feel when you actually taste her. I'm going to give you a second just to really think about that. Alright. If you need to go back and listen to that, I'm going to say it one more time because this is so powerful. A woman can feel when you actually taste her. So take your time when you're with that person and savor her being fully present in the moment and she can feel feel it when you actually like feel like you're devouring who she is and like just like taking her all in and you're there 100% with her and then she goes fuck because if you're in a long-term relationship and you're like thinking fuck I'm just going to like think of like the male the male lady Susie who drops off the thing and you're fucking a woman she can feel that and you're going to be worried about falling for the wrong woman if you start like on the the thread that you're just thinking about other things you're not there with her and you're just like doing you're you're in the bedroom and you're just like going through the motions and basically we've had guys come through sql who like basically going their parents told them to have sex because that's what you should do in a relationship i go fuck and this guy had premature ejaculation was quite a wealthy man as well but at the same time he goes i was miserable dude i was miserable i had premature ejaculation and i just like deal with it and i'd bow my head down in shame and the woman would be like so disgusted in me but it's kind of I could tell she was disgusted but she just said it's all right no problems but we've actually on that note we've actually released a new product called ejaculation secrets for men who do struggle with premature ejaculation and want to know how to get control of that without this area of their life controlling them so definitely check out andrewmilk.com and you can see that um, so you can get that area of your life sorted as well but on that note I would you like to say anything else? No, um, I'm just on on the point of actually tasting a woman. It like when 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 it comes to eating pussy, th- this is all there is, right? Like you basically want your face to melt into her pussy. You want it to be the. It, it's supposed to be one thing, right? So. 
here, here's an example of the way this this works. I'm not sure where you are, where when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this while you're doing the dishes or something like that, take take a little bit of a break if you can. If you're in the car, uh, you know, pull over. Don't do this as you're driving. But as you're sitting there, um, and if you're not sitting at the moment, pause it and get seated and then keep going. Either way, as you're sitting here, when I snap my fingers, I want you to notice that underneath, at the soles of your feet, will start having a tingling sen sensation, right? And as you're sitting here, you will start feeling your the soles of your feet tingle. You might wonder, how the fuck did Pierre just do that? But as you're thinking about this, I want you to start noticing that the back of your neck is getting warm, right? And keep feeling that the fact that your feet are tingling at the back, at the sole of your feet, and your neck is heating up. And it's getting warmer and warmer. You can feel the warmth spreading through your neck. And as your neck is starting to heat up like this, you can also feel that your armpits are slowly getting warmer. Keep your eyes closed and really notice the warm sensation in your armpits. So as you're here and you have now become present, what I want you to imagine is a beautiful, gorgeous woman, a newly showered woman, is lying naked on your bed. So you are at the edge of your bed, so you're sitting on your knees, and she is at, at the edge of the bed as well with, with her. So you have your legs around your neck, pretty much. And what I want you to do here is I want you to basically separate the lips of her pussy and in your imagination, of course, and then you get really, really, really close to her pussy, and you take a deep breath in with your with your nose, really smelling her. Really notice the scent of her pussy, and then you breathe out. And then what I want you to do, with a completely relaxed face, I want you to relax your lips, your cheeks and your tongue. I want your tongue to be wide and completely relaxed. You're gonna put your mouth, your tongue out, but you're not gonna tense it. And as you keep her outer lips separated, I want you to take one, one long, slow lick across her clitoris. And then you put your, you basically move your head back and notice how the flavor of her pussy is all around your mouth and you can feel this flavor basically explode in your mouth and it's become it's filling your entire head this is what you're supposed to be doing when you're eating pussy present and you're becoming one with her pussy the way that she smells the way she that she tastes and even the warmth What's the difference in her, the warmth of her pussy and the warmth of your tongue, right? What's the texture? You're supposed to notice everything. You're closing your eyes and you're experiencing this as if you are getting a massage. Like you're, this is supposed to be like a gourmet dish, right? Imagine it's a fucking oyster that you paid a thousand, some sort of special unique Japanese oyster or some shit, right? And you spend $1,000 on that one oyster and you make $500 a month, right? Like how would you savor that oyster? That's the way you're supposed to be treating it. And when you do it like that, trust me, you're not going to need much else to make her orgasm because you're there and she will feel that and she will feel so connected to you as a result. So that was just all I was going to add. Now open your eyes, come back to the room, and remember, you're still perverted. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Pierre. Gentlemen, it's been absolutely amazing getting back on the podcast. We've got a new mic, so hopefully this is better sound quality for you guys. And we have a really awesome setup coming all the way from Australia, my home country. So really excited about all of that. 
So in saying all that, we're going to wrap that up here. Unless you, that's all for you today, Pierre. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. So thank you very much for tuning in. Today was a little bit like um, introduction about us and covering the topic. Then a meditation at the end, which I wasn't expecting, but awesome that you've got that thrown in. So make sure you um, pause, go for a drive, and make make sure you pause and don't drive when you're listening to that and you're in a comfortable, relaxed position. Also, just want to say um, we are off to Poland in less than three days' time. And we're speaking in front of about two, three hundred people. And then we're doing a bit of a Euro tour and meeting a few people and doing a few events. Hopefully we'll squeeze that in. And then we're doing a SQL in SQL retreat sold out of that one in Poland. Um, no, actually, sorry, we have one spot remaining in Poland. And then we've got a few spots remaining. We've got two spots remaining for the end of September as well. So we've got two SQL events in September and then we have one in November then in 2020 we have our international tour so that will be on the cards as well will be there's a lot of stuff i'm um, coming up with us guys um and as i said stay tuned pierre has a masculinity course courses that will be released as I said ejaculation secrets is out there best she ever had the product as well there's so much stuff as you said and if you're just like happy listening to the podcast as i said keep listening to this and the best thing that you can always do for us is this because we're getting messages like how can i help you guys out i've listened to nearly all your episodes which is crazy i didn't know someone could actually listen to my mine and pierre's voice for that long but if you would like to do that Literally, go help out your friend and send in him an episode that he might benefit from. That's the best thing that you can do so then he can get a really good perspective about what he's messing up in the bedroom, what he's potentially messing up with women, or how he can be an absolute um, um, beast in the bedroom and give a woman the best experience she's ever had. So really excited about like really doing a lot more podcasts for you guys. And then also in the future, we'll be starting a YouTube channel. We're really starting to get onto that. And then as I said, always check out the Facebook group, Sexual Quantum Leap. There's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of free content on this. Go listen to all the episodes. Go onto the Facebook group follow Pierre and myself that's basically it for now but as I said all you have to do is hit us up and I was having a look the other day I always get a lot of questions about multiple orgasms and we haven't done a podcast on that so I might do a podcast on that very soon so stay tuned but as again from myself and Pierre it has been an absolute pleasure and I thank you so much for tuning in today for this um um, episode that has been a long time coming and we're going to be a lot more regular free um a lot more um regular and a lot more frequent and super excited to be getting you the messages that you need to hear because you don't need to suffer on your own we're here to help you as i said between pierre and myself it's about 25 years of combined experience practice knowledge and then developed into wisdom to give you the insights that we know actually work so thank you again for tuning in if you're a man or if you're a woman or oh, i'm also going to crack some weird joke then but fuck it i'm out have an awesome day and thank you again